Good evening. Welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, pull up the covers, snuggle in, turn out the lights, and press play. With the podcast, I try to create a safe place where you can put aside your racing thoughts, worries, troubles, whatever's running through your brain. I'm going to try to distract you from that with a story. The story's going to get a little bit more boring with each passing minute, and you're going to find yourself drifting off into dreamland. If you've never tried it before, all I can say is if you're having any kind of trouble falling asleep or getting to sleep or relaxing at night, just give it a try. See if it works for you. If it does, welcome. We're here every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night. Come again, friend. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing at that, because I'm uncomfortable with the closeness to other humans, even when they're via digital interaction. Uh, So yeah, if it works for you, you're welcome. And for those of you that come, thank you so much for listening. You can find older episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcasts, or at our website, www.superthemoodpodcast.com. And that's where show notes will be for every episode. If you have time to review us on iTunes or Stitcher, that'd be great. I really appreciate it. It'll help other people find the podcast. And if you let me know you've given us a review, I'll give you a little bonus episode. If you have any questions, comments, feelings you want to express, whatever, let me know. Feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com or on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. You can find our bloopers on Facebook. On Twitter, I try to post, like, sleep news at least. I try to post it every day, once a day. But it's a, right now it's Sunday, so I didn't do it today. I'm sorry. This is another episode of the Trending Twitter Tuesdays. It's Sunday. It's actually a little bit later. I think it's about 6, 10-ish p.m. Pacific Daylight Time or... Yeah, Pacific Daylight Time. And I just, uh, uh, oh, full disclosure, but everybody, I've been having, I've been sleeping terrible. Uh, I've been doing the old wake up in the middle of the night. I don't want to tell you what's bothering me because I don't want to plant any ideas in your head. But, yeah, it's, last night was Saturday night. It's supposed to be one of your premier sleeping nights where you're guaranteed eight hours. And, man, I, I, I had trouble getting to bed. And then I woke up in the middle of the night, and then I had to get up. Whew. So, but you know what? I'm in a good mood right now. It was a beautiful day in the Bay Area, or it was a windy day, and it was a beautiful day to be, uh, to be, to be alive. I guess I don't know. So I don't know why I just went on that non sequitur, but I'm going to go on Twitter right now. I'm going to check what's trending, and then I'll be back with a little story. So thanks so much for listening, and I hope I help you fall asleep tonight. All right, guys, I just checked on Twitter, and we're going to get down to our trending Twitter Tuesday. Trending Twitter tales of trending Twitter Tuesdays on Tuesdays. Trending Twitter tales. Yes, it's time for Tuesday's trending Twitter tales. Today. I think, did I miss a T? But whatever. It's time that. Hey guys, it's May the 4th, and in honor of May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day, which 
don't I don't exactly know that what that means except that if you like I, I yeah I don't I mean I've seen it on trending I think I saw it trending yesterday I think I was on and I think maybe a Star Wars TV sh- show is premiering this today but that would be more they're capitalizing on it so I don't know the history of May the Fourth be with you and I'm looking forward to it but in honor of it being Star Wars Day today May the Fourth which is Sunday, but this episode will be actually out on Tuesday. We're going to go back to a character that has not made an appearance in a very long time on this, Wendy Marstrap. Wendy Marstrap was Luke, one of Luke's best friends back on Tatooine. This is a tale I heard about, uh, I believe this was back in my my uh, my days of you know being up to no good, and, and I was on a pub at a spaceport, and, and you know here about, about a a lot of pubs in Dagobah, but I was in this pub in Dagobah, and this guy took me aside, and he was like, oh, my friend, you, you're familiar with uh, Wendy Marstrap. He, he's not a famous character, but he was friends with that Luke Skywalker back in the day. And I said, yeah, but are you going to tell me that's the story in that horrible accent? So he told me this great story about Wendy Marstrap, which... Which, which a lot of you might not know about. And actually, probably no one knows about it because it wasn't a famous story. It was kind of a story. It was kind of a story that slipped through the cracks. Because Wendy Marstrap, he, he was somebody that used to get by on his wits. He was, uh, he had his, his pet dewback, Dewey, which is like a little bit of a, like one of those creatures that kind of looks a little bit like, it's like a beast of burden. And. For for a little while, I thought when I pictured a dewback in my head, I pictured one of those flying, vulture-like creatures, and I was like, "Well, that would be a good pet, especially if you could ride it." You know, you could ride it, and it, it seems like a dewback would be a better name for a bird than a a beast of burden. And I could be wrong. I could be mistelling this story, but you know, I was uh, three drinks deep in the Stagobah pub when I heard it. But it turned out. But the story is based around this form of wrestling that was popular in Tantooine in that spaceport, everyone, Moss Eisley. People were always looking for entertainment. And Jabba the Hutt, as many people may or may not know, you know, mostly ran most of Moss Eisley. I think it was an episode a long time ago when I was talking about Wendy Marstrap, and I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes because it's so long ago that I'd. I don't remember. I don't even know how I happened upon finding out about this Wendy Marstrap. But when this guy reminded me about him in the pub, he was somebody that stayed behind in Moss Eisley. He, him, him and Wedge, I don't think him and Wedge got along. That was Luke's other best friend. Or, or I don't know. It's not important. I mean, sure. I like Star Wars, but I'm not, a, I'm not an expert at it. <laughs> But Wendy, he he was he was the guy that stayed behind. You know, Luke left, Wedge left, those other guy, a couple of those other guys left, and you know, they became important people in the rebellion. But Wendy, he he was a Wendy, 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 and went Wendy, Wendy. He was always trying to get by and trying to come up with a new angle on things. And one of Jabba the Hutt's big businesses was gambling, and you know, as a, a crime lord, he tended to... The great thing about gambling for crime lords is it's a vice, which they like to seize on, and you can combine it with other vices. 
because you know if someone wins at gambling, then you can introduce them into drugs, liquor, prostitution. Maybe they'll lose some of their winnings or spend it. It's also a good way to launder your money and anyone you're working with's money. Uh, so the authorities can tax it at a much lower rate, or you can say, "Oh no, this was, you know, I, I lost so much money gambling." What I, I don't know the the details about money laundering, and this isn't a money laundering podcast. It's my other podcast, the Laundercast. I don't, ooh, I'm in a funny mood tonight. So, Jabba the Hutt was always he, he had his casinos with the you know table games, which are similar to our table games, just a little bit different, you know, enough to be entertaining. A wiser man would be able to come up on the fly with, instead of 21, they play 19. Or maybe they play 23. I don't know, is 21 a prime number? What's divisible? You know, mathematicians. I should, I should, I, I guess when I do these trending Twitter Tuesdays, I need a sidekick that I can throw to. Oh, there goes my dog just shaking. She was like, I'll be your sidekick. The dog's name's Koa, by the way. And she just shook her head. She said, I'll be your sidekick. So maybe we'll go with that in a future one. Where... Roro? Alright, so back to this Wendy story. So, Jabba had all his casinos. And, you know, he had horse racing, pod racing, as we saw. Many other forms of gambling. And they went through a gladiatorial phase where people were fighting as gladiators or fighting animals as gladiators or different creatures were fighting each other. But the thing about gladiating, glad, gladiator battling, when, when creatures, when there's wounds and death, it gets expensive. And that's one thing Jabba the Hutt don't like is unneeded expenses. Jabba's looking, you know, at the bottom line, the balance sheet. Somewhere behind that massive slobbery mess is a a sharp criminal mind and so Jabba was always trying to come up with man you know these people love the gladiator battling and they love spending money on it but somebody loses a limb then I gotta decide what do we do with them and the authorities all brought you know when the empire was around sometimes different empire assigned leaders I don't know what they called them warlords or what I don't freaking know you know Sith Sith types you know they might have frowned on this blood blood sports as, as they're, they're known to be called so Wendy Marstrap our buddy one time he, he was bending this guy that worked for uh, Java Java called uh, Kalakazul Kalakazul was his name yeah you, you might remember him I think his cousin was in the movie Ghostbusters but Kalakazul was one of Jabba's cronies in the gambling sector. And he was always like, oh, he, him and Wendy would drink at, at this this pub, same pub. Wendy wasn't a big drinker, but he was always hanging out at pubs looking for opportunities. Hence how he, this guy knew the story to tell it to me. So Wendy was hearing this guy bemoan his fate that Jabba was like, you know, we, we need to find a substitute that's going to get the public as, as invested in this fighting. But we can't have any killing. We need, we need the people to live. And he's like, I don't even want any mortal in- injuries. And he's like, when Jabba says it's done, Jabba's will be done. It's not like no beating around the bush. Jabba wants 
blood sport to end. It's it's over. And I mean, of course, you string it out so they could get something new. So Wendy was listening to all this, and he was like, "Huh?" He goes, "So you got you got all these people killing each other. What 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 do they like most about the the battles? This gladiator battles and the people fighting the dragons and 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 all that." And it, this thrill of battle. He's like, it's this visceral thing. People are dying. Their lives are on the line. They're they're fighting for their lives. So they're fighting with this intensity, and people are choosing sides. And they're saying, I hate praying and praying manis monsters, or I hate beetles, or that guy's way too green. You know, I I, I can't support a f- person even though he's a humanoid. He's green. I, you know, and what's with his red spots? So I'm gonna root for him, for him to die. It's about life and death and losing limbs and real pain because this helps, helps people when they return to their boring lives here in Moss Isley and the greater Tatooine area. It's depressing here with these moons and sand and heat. This is a terrible place to live. So people need to work out their angst and their anger. So I don't know, you know what Java thinks, how we're going to replace this. We can't have like Pod racing. It was the pod racing. He was just too fast. Too fast, the pod racing. It's only for young males to watch. Ugh. What about the families? Wendy's taking this all in. And uh, Wendy says, I think I got a solution for you, Kalakazul, if that's your name. And. Wendy's, he says, well, well, lay it on me, Wendy. He says, oh, no, I can't just lay it on you. He goes, you won't believe it if I just uh, just tell it to you. He goes, I need a meeting with Jabba. Well, you can't just meet with Jabba. He goes, oh, I'll put on a whole presentation. I got a whole show. Goes, Trust me. Because me and my my do-back, Dewey, you know, if you met Dewey, my do-back, he's, out, he's my sidekick. He's out front. No, I don't. I'm not, I'm not familiar with your do-back. Well, anyway, um, yeah, uh, give me a meeting with Job. I got a great idea, great idea. Well, what, give me, give me, well, we're going we're, we're gonna to have wrestling. We're going we're gonna to reintroduce a wrestling. Remember wrestling? Wrestling. Is that like when two people are grappling and fighting without? No, 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 Jabba doesn't like that boxing. and He says that's too dull. When he goes, don't worry. No, no, you can't, you can't wrestle. You can't wrestle for Jabba. When he goes, no, no, don't worry. We're gonna call this. This could be called Extreme Rules Wrestling. Uh, ERR or ER something. Don't worry, I got you. Jabba's gonna love it. So this guy's like, I don't, this wrestling thing. You know, Wendy, he's gonna throw you down in the ranker pit if he doesn't like it. Wendy's like, ah, trust me, trust me, man. I uh, I know what I'm doing. I'm Wendy Marstrap. I got my pet. I'm going to run everything by Dewey and my do back. Don't worry. You know, I was good friends with Luke Skywalker. You familiar with him? Oh, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Whatever happened to him? Well, you'll find out soon. One summer, two summers from now. Three summers, something. But, yeah, give me that meeting with... So, I guess... Kalakazuo goes and talks to... to I got this crazy guy, and he thinks he's going to... Now, Jabba, on the other hand, is not, like, his job, Jabba's not Jabba's to be, he pays these guys to be skeptical for him. But Jabba's like, huh, he goes, I, I've heard about that 
Wendy Marstrap. He thinks, you know, differently. He thinks outside of the pit. He's, a, he's like one of those, he's not afraid to confront the snarnak, Sarnak or whatever they say. And I guess I, I'm willing to listen. I mean, I mean you, don't, don't get all the job I hate is wrong, and I'm one of them. But, I mean, like I said, he's got this mind. His, he sees a lot. I mean, well, he's got those giant eyes, too, so he sees a lot. So anyway, he's like, yeah, bring me this marsh trap. He, he goes out, the worst of case scenario, I'll have a good laugh and watch him get eaten by the ranker. And in these days, it was a different ranker than the one because I think pretty sure that ranker had gotten killed in uh, Return of the Jedi. We're talking Wendy Marstrap's 40 years old now. I don't know. So I don't know how many years after Return of the Jedi that is. Not important. Not important, but just a... So they call this meeting. And they call Wendy out. And they bring him in. They frisk him and all that. And Wendy had recruited some workers, you know, people, employees. So he had a bunch of people with him. And he said, put them in backstage. And they set up a, a little bit of a wrestling ring in the middle of Jabba's thing. And then he went to Jabba. He said, oh, Mr. Hutt, I've been a made of Lord Hutt, whatever. I think you call him Lord Hutt. Is he Master Jabba? Whatever. So, so he, Wendy knows the, the the terminology. I don't. This is a third-hand story I'm telling you. So, oh, Lord Jabba, you know, I heard about your problem with the gladiators. I totally understand. And I heard from Kala Kazool that you guys aren't big on wrestling. But I got a great, I've got an idea. I was thinking about this gladiator stuff and the people dying. And, and, and it's just a big drama. You know, life and death is a drama. And we're all fighting death. And, you know, you look at the journey of life and then Jabba shakes saying, whoa, whoa, you know. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Hutt does not want to hear your uh, musings on life and death. Oh, okay, well, I'll just get to it then. So this is my take on wrestling. It's called No, no Rules. We're going to call it Extreme Rules Wrestling. You can bet. No, Mr. Hutt, this is the best kept secret about this. It's going to seem like, well, I'll just let you figure it out, Mr. Hutt. You're going to love it on more than one level. Now, I can tell if you're, you're a Star Wars fan, you might be asking yourself, isn't Jabba the Hutt dead? You might not know that Huts have nine lives, just like cats. So you might have seen him, Jabba the Hutt die. You might be like, oh, are you sure it's not like Lingo the Hutt or Zebra the Hutt? No, this is Jabba the Hutt. J- Huts have, I forget it, what they're called, they're sludge makers or some what their phylum is, but they actually have nine lives, and Jabba was not through with his ninth life in Return of the Jedi when he was killed. So just just remember that part, that before you, if, if any of you are hardcore. Well, I guess if you were a hardcore Star Wars fan, you'd know that. If you were as, you know, OG as me, or OSW as me, original Star Wars. But, yeah, so... Just to put any fears to rest, the continuum or whatever that word is. Yeah, the, I'm staying true to the original Bible written by um, whoever. Okay, so huts have nine lives. So Jabba is on like life five and a half, five or six. I don't, I don't know. Whew, sorry, 
sorry for that distraction, but I could just feel a troll knocking on my forehead saying, excuse me, Jabba the Hutt's dead. Like, okay, bro, I know that you've watched the movies, but maybe you haven't read all of the fan fiction and Encyclopedia Britannica of Star Wars like I have, so cool it. But anyway, we're getting off. I'm just getting distracted here. Why? It's important. So Wendy is like, Lord Hutt, let's get to it. And he goes off stage. The lights go down. Some rock music or some... some it wouldn't be that, though. I love... That's my favorite Star Wars music. But, yeah, it wouldn't be that. It would be some, some sort of... And Wendy's offstage... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get your money ready for tonight's main event. For tonight's undercard battle, we have from the dark planet of Penal Paul. Dark planet of Penal Paul? From the dark planet of Penal Paul. The man who believes in Darwin evolution. And this man comes out dressed all in black, black mask, skin tight, black suit, jacked. Goes out there, flips over the things, picks up a club, he starts smashing, smashing. And he looks at Job, he shakes the, the ring things. The sides of the ring. I believe it's survival of the fetus. And I am the most feet. And then he stands around. He's bouncing off the things running around. And tonight's man enemy. Hailing from the planet of Westeros. Was played in the world universal game of thrones. This guy comes out. He pretends he's on a horse. He's got a crown. And he's wearing like armor. And then he strips off the armor. And he's just this jacked dude with long locks. And the, all the women are swooning. And he's poofing his hair and kissing his muscles and even jobs oh, 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 oh. You know, and then they're both hamming up and then of course the evolution comes behind hits him in the back of the head and then they start wrestling and they're doing all sorts of over the top stuff I mean even like you haven't seen in America or wherever I don't even know that fake wrestling is uh a worldwide phenomenon or just America? I know it's like the worldwide wrestling entertainment or whatever. But, yeah, these guys are battling and they're using all sorts of stuff. And this is the first time they've had, fake, like, uh, dramatic wrestling, we'll call it. We don't need to call it fake. We'll just call it dramatized wrestling. And they're breaking chairs. At one point, the guy, uh, Loris, what was his name? I guess King Loris or whatever, gets evolution on the ground. He takes... um that snack of, like, little 
bird-like creatures that Jabba likes to snack on, and he jumps off the top ropes, smash on Evolution's head, does some sort of fish claw to the guy's eyes. And Wendy's the referee, counts him out. And then King Loris or whatever is like, yeah, because you're not so fit now. Then they drag him off. And Jabba's, and when he's like, Lord Jabba like, Lord Jabba like, something like that, whatever. And he's like, Alright, so Jabba, for this main event, we have, before tonight's main event, we have a commercial. Hey folks, this is Wendy Marstrap. And you might not know this, but the press here and Beautiful, Moss Eisley. It's not free. Press freedom was outlawed, first under the Empire, and then under the iron fist rule of Jabba during the rebuilding of the Alliance. Now, you might be wondering, well, all the news here is so good. It just talks about gambling and stuff to do at night and nightlife and why we should just do our jobs and be quiet. Isn't that a free press? It's great. And yeah, I don't really know, because I was just given this script to read. But the press is great, and that's what I was here to say, is that press press freedom doesn't need to exist, because there's nothing to report. Everything's just great darn good. And I was given this by policy, and I don't even know that's all it says. Policy wants you to know that press freedom is unnecessary. And as a matter of fact, it just wastes money. This is Wendy Ramarstrap reporting. For policy. Thank you. And we're back with tonight's last and final battle. The one you've been waiting for. The one you paid 50, dollars, 50 credits to attend. Because we've been hyping it. Even though we have wrestling every week. We rename this one. The Raw You still have time to bet your credits before the match begins? All false contestants in this tag team battle? The fossil contestants are in our ring? Twin brothers created at birth by an evil scientist? Robot Harmony! That's what the RH stands for! These two robots come out. They're not, I mean, it's macrame or something that Wendy had to do on the fly, so it doesn't look that great. But enough to give you the idea. Like, whatever they have, like, tinfoil type stuff and pipe cleaners and parts for metal stuff. And they, the thing about this is that it's robot harmony, so they get in the middle and they start doing, like, a little, um, kind of like barbershop. I don't know what they call it there, but they have it where the hello, 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 robot harmony. We're gonna mess you up, bada boop. You know, stuff like that. They harmonize. And was, I mean, if I could, if I had someone to harmonize with, like my dog or a dewback, I could harmonize. And but they're like harmonize. We're gonna mess you, mess you, mess you up. Ladies and gentlemen, Robin Harmony! 
that's why it's reunion. They've hated each other since the beginning of time. The Henry And everyone, even when he, even when it gets to the crowd, boo, 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 and these two other guys come out. And they've got, they actually are ant people, um, which is a, a class phylum, whatever, a, a, a race of people in the Star Wars universe. I don't know if ant people is the correct term, but this is what the commoners like me call them. And they, they happen to be ornery, so they're like spitting on audience members and blah, doing the universal sign for dislike and hate and waving at the audience and shaking their heads. And and uh, then a tag team battle erupts between two singing robots, hit you, hit you, hit you, and two ornery ants who, you know, after everything they do, like they hit the ref or... They even make fun of Java, which plays into the match because then they throw one of the Ant-Men into the Ranker Pit and they're killed. It actually ends up that probably wasn't planned. So the one Ant-Man starts crying and then the two singing robots, they grab him and they you know beat him up. You know, it's typical wrestling stuff. And the why crush you? And then they... Everyone goes on one day, and even Wendy, and they bow. And the one Ant-Man down in the ranker pit, he's crying and suffering because he's devoured by the ranker. But, and the other Ant-Man's a little bit sad, weeping for his... Because I think probably Wendy just was like, hey, I'll give you two bits or whatever. I don't want to talk about this exploitation stuff because Wendy's, in general, is a pretty good guy. And then, you know, they're waiting, bated breath. Because what's Java going to do? Java's voice hits like notes that a human ear can't hear, especially when he's harmonizing with himself. So he missed some notes there, but he was harmonizing and finding it hilarious. Java's yeah, like, what was you? And then they clear off the thing, and then Wendy's like, so happy. Oh, this he's going to go for it. He's going to go for it. And then they pull Wendy and everybody in the waiting room. And then Karlik Azul or Karnak Azul, whatever his name is, comes out. He's like, oh, Wendy, Wendy, great, great, great show. Great job. And Wendy, what a, what a Lord, Lord, am I going to be like the manager of this, uh, the wrestling, Extreme Rules Wrestling? And uh, the guy's like, oh, no, 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 Lord, Lord Hutz decided to go a different way. He's like, here's like a thousand credits for your time. He's like, wow, well. I mean, this idea is worth, you know, mil- I mean, did you tell him that the wrestling's fixed? Did he figure that out? Oh, Lord Jabba's was aware of that. He was aware of that. And, uh, but, but yeah, he's decided to go. Well, what direction? He's not going to do it? Well, no, uh, I don't know. Lord uh, Jabba's decided to go with uh, extremely dangerous rules wrestling. And it's a little bit different than your idea, but. 
similar. Well, wait, he's going to steal my idea? Well, basically. I mean, did, did you have an objection that you wanted to uh, raise? Oh, no. Bummer. And then Wendy Marstrap went back to his life in Tantooine. And this guy took, this was all in this day goodbye thing. But that is how, in a galaxy far, far away, a long, long time ago, that wrestling was invented. And the, people might tell you, oh, it's Greco Roman wrestling. Yeah, that was grappling, like men wrestling each other. But dramatic wrestling, or as some uncouth people like me accidentally said, fake wrestling. But I think dramatic wrestling is the right word for it. Uh, it was invented. Well, the history books will say it's invented by Jabba the Hutt during his fifth life. But it was invented by Wendy Marstrap, former best friend of Luke Skywalker. And I guess that would be... No, he might, and it might not be true, but it sounds plausible. I mean, the brilliance of uh, the crossover potential and just the, the, the it fits with what Jabba wanted. It's not, no one's going to die. It's going to have even more. I think it'll have even more drama than Bloodsport because of this creating these characters. And I mean, it probably needs some tweaking. I don't know about barbershop robots or whatever. But, you know, it could, could, it could be funny. And uh, so yeah, cheers to Wendy Marstrap, and I'm sorry that didn't pan out for him. But that's the tale of uh, how Wendy Marstrap invented dramatic wrestling. And today, may the 4th be with you. And I hope the the force is with you tonight falling asleep and drifting off. I hope you land in a bed of Ewoks. Maybe baby Ewoks or, well, maybe you want to crush any baby Ewoks sleeping on them. But some nice fuzzy Ewoks with super clean fur. They haven't, they've been domesticated, these Ewoks. And they just, they snuggle you up. And they say, hey. Like a, a puppy dog with soft fur. Kind of like you've always dreamed about a life-size teddy bear. Well, I'm like almost half life-size teddy bear. And this, I got a couple other people. And we're going to put our wet noses on your foot before you, And then you just, you know, doze off on us. We're, uh, you know, we're, not, we're, we're friendly little Ewoks. And we'll even sing you the... See you drift off to sleep. Try to align your breath with our Ewok friends. Listen to their heartbeats. So soothing. Steady, rhythmic sound of the breath. Just kind of feels like you're in a ship you're on three different Ewoks they barely move and you just rock back and forth your feet are nice and warm because they're probably on one of the Ewoks bellies you got your other one head on one of their tummies and it, what's nice is that you know they're warriors at the same time so you're not only are you comfortable but you're safe you're in a safe, warm place. You got a nice breeze. Because somehow you ended up on the third moon of Endor, or whatever they called it. You're in a nice, lush, 
freeze. You don't have to worry about fact-checking, about Star Wars facts, or about how many lives Jabba the Hutts have, or rankers, or any of that stuff, because you're safe with your Ewok friends. You've got a full belly full of Ewok version of ramen, and jerky, and some sort of pies they make. So things are great. Good night's sleep with those Ewoks, all right? It was May the 4th when I recorded this, but it's May the 4th now, too, because you're headed off into dreamland. And that's where people like Wendy Marstrap and his pet back do their magic. And barbershop quartet of wrestling robots. It was just a bi-tet. Not important. All right, good night.